One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash I don't work here, lady, where I don't know how it happens, but people get mistaken for employees when they aren't. Guys, the stories in today's episode are spectacular and super entitled, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And do hit that subscribe button for future tales, guys, if you're not subscribed already. Just to clarify before I start off, I am not an Uber driver. There's no indication anywhere on my vehicle that I would be. I don't really put stickers on my truck anyway, so it's not like there's any confusion on this. I drive a 2014 Silverado, and yesterday I drive my wife to Ulta so she could shop for beauty products. Now, I had no interest in going in, so I parked and played on my phone for a bit. So after about 15 minutes, the passenger door opens and a stranger gets in. The stranger is a woman. The woman looked like she just walked straight out of a meme about Karens and hopped into my truck. Karen then says, Oh my god, no wonder I was waiting so long. Why are you over here? Why would you park here? Now, I'm confused, and I said, Uh, I think you're in the wrong vehicle. I I don't know you. Why are you in my truck? Karen then says, Are you serious? I'm in no mood for games right now. If that's the type of driver you are, then you need to stop it. I need to go to this address. It's down by the amphitheater. So I tell her, hey, so I'm not a cab or whoever you think I am. I'm just waiting for my wife. So Karen then says, you're the Uber driver I called for. You have the sticker. Now at this point, I do look around. I get out of my truck, walk around the vehicle, because I totally have friends that would put something like that on my truck as a joke. But I wasn't seeing it. I told her, ma'am, you must be seeing things. There's no sticker on my truck. I'm not an Uber driver. The random lady then pulls out her phone, and with a tone of such superiority that I immediately wanted to push her out the door says, My app says the driver will be in a blue Ford Focus, and that's you. So I laugh out loud, and she says, What's so funny? I told her, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a free ride to the eye doctor to get some glasses. You said your driver was in a blue Ford Focus, and ma'am, that's a small car, and you confused it with a dark Chevy Silverado, a pickup truck. Like, in no possible trick of the light, could those two ever get mixed up? You obviously need glasses, Mrs. Magoo. I'm sure everybody's about to be shocked by her next line. She says, How dare you? I tell her, Okay, listen, I'm not your Uber driver. I don't drive for Uber. There's no sticker. And you got into the completely wrong vehicle. The only thing I could see as a reason to that is either your eyesight is terrible, which I don't think is the case, or you just mixed up vehicles. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you just mixed up the vehicles and you can get out of my truck right now. Now, I was watching the Karen rage build up in her face. I was expecting the explosion, but she just switched tactics on me. I thought she was going to zig, but she zagged. So Karen then says, Well, I still need a ride and you clearly aren't doing anything, so why don't you just take me there? I can give you $5. Now, she said this like she was trying to bribe a little kid with a piece of candy. Now, I might have been willing to give her a ride, because I'm a nice guy to most people, and generally, I'm willing to help people out. However, her condescending tone got under my skin, and I'm not going to reward that kind of behavior. I told her, no, no, you need to get out, my wife is here. The Karen then had the audacity to roll down my truck window and tell my wife, you can wait, I need a ride. 
Now at that very moment, I just happened to see a blue Ford Focus driving really slow in front of the stores, and the driver looking around. I started speaking slowly, while keeping an eye on the driver, saying, Ma'am, listen, I'm not driving you anywhere. I'm taking my wife home, and she definitely doesn't have to wait for you. You need to get out of my truck before I call the police. If you're waiting for your ride, then you need to settle that with Uber. And by the way, the driver you're waiting for is leaving the parking lot right now. I then pointed the blue car that was moving to the exit of the parking lot. Karen flung my door open and tried to go chasing after him. It was pretty comical, really. My wife gets in and says, You have a strange taste in hookers. I tell her, another five minutes and I think I could have gotten a little something something. We drive past her on the way out and she did not look happy. Now, this is exactly why I always lock my doors even when I'm sitting in the car, guys. But never mind that, though. The fact that Karen stayed a little bit too long in a stranger's vehicle when he said he wasn't an Uber driver and she didn't leave makes me a little bit too uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, as much as I like having fun with Karen's stories, guys, I do care about the safety of others. I remember reading a tragic story a few months back where a woman accidentally gets into a vehicle that she thought was an Uber, but it turned out to be some gangsters inside and she lost her life that night, guys. Super, super unfortunate. Anyways, I'm glad that was just a misunderstanding, but Karen, come on, entitlement can't save your ass from a friggin' strangler, okay? So next time, just get out. For this particular story, I was actually in uniform, which makes the whole situation all the more weird. Now, the Canadian working uniform for the army is a digital camouflage pattern called CADPAT. It's pretty unique and identifiable. I had just gotten off work and was on my way home and stopped for groceries. Our command lets us stop in uniform on the way home to do this. They see it as a visual recruiting tactic and lets people know that we're in the community. So as I was looking at milk trying to decide what to buy, an old lady comes up to me and asks for help. Now what threw me off initially was the fact that she used my rank, a gunner. She explained that her grandson was in the army as well. She was struggling to lift the milk bags. I decided I would help her shop and get her groceries at least into her car for her. I spent a good 45 minutes with her helping her shop around. The interaction with the Karen came as the old lady was checking out. Karen says to me, So now that you're done, you can get my things for me. I tell her, I'm sorry ma'am, but I clearly don't work here. I have my own shopping to do. I'm sure one of the bag boys or stalkers can help you out. Karen then says, Um... So why would you help her, but not help me? You got all of her things, now I demand you help me. Now the old lady chimes in and says, Oh, he really isn't an employee, he's just a soldier helping an old woman with some shopping. Karen then says, I don't care what he says he is. He serves our country, right? And I'm a citizen of this country, so he should serve me. You're done shopping, so he can help me now. Now she was getting louder at this point and attracting attention. And I told her, Ma'am, I really don't work here. If you could lower your voice, I could help you find an employee if you really need some assistance. Karen then tells me, Don't you tell me what to do, boy. Now, a manager has shown up due to the commotion, and the manager says, Good afternoon, is there anything I can help you out with? Karen says, He's refusing to help me after he helped another customer. Now, the old lady does try to help me, and she says, He clearly doesn't work here. He's a gunner in the Canadian Armed Forces. He's wearing a military uniform and everything. The manager says he definitely doesn't work here. We don't have any soldiers that work in the store. Karen then says, You all have terrible customer service. Haven't you ever heard of the customer's always right? I'm calling corporate and I will never shop here again. The manager says, That's perfectly fine. The door is right this way. He then escorts the dumb lady outside with her yelling the whole way. 
The old lady says to me, well, that's enough excitement for this old woman. I hope the rest of your day is much more peaceful. I'll have my son come pick me up. Go do your shopping and thanks for helping me. I tell her, anytime, ma'am. So I then went and finished my shopping and wanted to get the hell out of there. The store manager was waiting for me at the front and opened the register to check me out. He gave me the store employee discount too, saying, I guess you clearly work here after all. He then told me that he was a reservist while going through university and he thanked me for my service. Guys, talk about being super entitled. You serve the country, so you should serve me as well. Well, gee, Karen, I didn't know you're a freaking country. <laughs> like, it's hard to believe people like this do exist, guys. So, a little bit of background. I work for a third-party logistics company. Nothing too fancy. An example of what we do is one of our clients is a local chain that hires us to fulfill their online sales. Every so often, we receive more orders than we have the inventory to fulfill. And when this happens, I'll usually volunteer to go to one of the actual stores to pick up the merchandise we need to get us through until our next restock. I've been mistaken for an employee there dozens, if not hundreds of times by this point, and I don't even blame the customers. I'm often seen carrying around merchandise, and I'm often wearing a safety vest. And by this point, I know my way around the stores better than a lot of the actual employees. Most of the time, I just help the customer, because it's usually an easy problem and I try to be a nice person, and I do find it hard to say no to people, but I'd never actually met a Karen until this incident. Also worth noting is that since I'm not an actual employee of the store, I'm not allowed into the back for any reason. So here's the story. So someone in China ordered 200 American flag coffee mugs for some reason, so I'm visiting my friends to get the merchandise so we can fill this order. The manager spots me before I even make it through the door and hides behind a corner to spook me. Normal Tuesday so far. They go to the back to get the coffee mugs for me, and I just start browsing the t-shirts because it'll take two minutes to get the mugs. And that's when the lady approaches me and says, Excuse me, could you show me where the blue t-shirts are? I thought this was a little weird since I was wearing a blue t-shirt and shorts while the store employees wear red polos. But she seemed nice so far, and I actually did know where the shirts were since I'd bought one for myself here not too long ago. I told her, yeah, they're right over here, I can show you. The lady thanks me, and I lead her literally 20 feet away to a massive display with a mannequin wearing the shirt and everything. I then tell her, there you go, and start walking away. Karen sighs and says, ugh, I already know about these. You're out of larges, so go get me one in the back and be quick about it. Now, I was confused as to why she'd ask me where the blue shirts were without mentioning that she knew about these. I tell her, oh, I'm sorry, you'll need to find an employee to go to the back and check, because I'm not- The lady interrupts and says, go, do it. I told her I don't work here. And she says, you are wearing your work shirt. I look down and sure enough, I'm indeed wearing the shirt I'd bought here earlier and that she wanted in her size now. To be clear, it's definitely not a work shirt, but it is the same brand as the store with a big logo on the front. Congrats to anyone who saw this plot twist coming. So at this point, I'm a little bit more understanding as to why she thought I was an employee and was about to go offer to find an employee for her when I realized that she hadn't stopped talking. I didn't catch most of her speech, but this is when I returned my attention to her. Karen then says, Millennials are so stupid. I told you I'm in a hurry, so get me a shirt so I can go. I tell her once again that I'm not an employee and she screams, Hey! She then grabs me by my ponytail and tries to lift my shirt over my head. I guess she wanted my shirt now. Now, for the record, I am clearly not a large, but I guess she wasn't thinking enough for that to make sense. By this point, my shirt is completely over my head, and I'm just twisting, trying to get it back down before my bra is displayed to the whole world. 
And then I feel it. My hand hits something. The woman stops trying to rip my shirt off, and I immediately pull it back down to see her sitting on the ground holding her face. We stare at each other for a few seconds, both obviously in shock at what just happened, before she stands up and storms out of the store. An employee that I'm pretty good friends with comes over and asks what just happened, and I just say, I have no idea. Eventually, the manager gets back, and we go watch the security camera. It turns out that I had nailed her right in the cheek with a closed fist. He asked if I was alright, and I just laughed it off saying that I was probably better than she was. I never actually saw the lady again, and I'm half hoping that she tries to press charges or something so the story gets even better. But this is my first I don't work here story that was actually worth sharing, and I think it was a pretty good one. Guys, I find it hilarious how she just tried to rip OP's shirt off and gets clocked in the face. Like, who the heck does that in a store? Crazy people do, guys. And I'm actually surprised that she didn't scream like a banshee, threaten to call police to have OP jailed, and then have her lawyer husband sue OP for every cent she's got. Maybe she's not a real Karen, I don't know. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So a little bit of backstory. I used to be a huge comic book fan slash buyer. I would hang out at the local comic book shop for hours at a time, a couple of times a week, to hang out with the owner and the customers. The shop owner, I'll dub Mr. Elbertson, and the guy who ran the shop is going to be Jeff. The comic book shop was located on a busy street, and the back part of the shop was living quarters for Mr. Elbertson. There was no public restroom in the shop area. Now, Mr. Elbertson was a very nice and very intelligent guy. Someone I called a friend and respected. Sadly though, he had issues when it came to hygiene. The bathroom in his living quarters was just plain nasty. And when I say nasty, I mean get the friggin' flamethrower and burn it nasty. I knew this because I fixed the faucet in the bathroom once, and then I immediately went home and took a nice hot bath with bleach in the water. Jeff understandably refused to use the bathroom. He would hold it until lunchtime and use the public washroom at a local restaurant. Afterwards, he would wait until he got home. Sometimes, however, Jeff just couldn't wait and the need was too urgent. When this happened, he would close the shop and take a break. One day, while I was in the shop, I could tell that Jeff was in some amount of distress. I asked him what was wrong, and he informed me that he really had to use the bathroom but couldn't just close the shop, due to the fact that the shop's biggest customer was expected to come in at any time now to pick up his weekly order. Now, I had thought it over and told Jeff that I could stay and watch the store. I knew Mr. Big Bucks always paid with a check, so if he came for his order while Jeff was away, I would simply tell him the amount that Jeff always pre-calculated on the preview order invoice. Then I would take the check and slide it under the cash register. 
Jeff knew me very well from many years of hanging out in the shop, and my family's reputation for honesty and integrity was well known. Jeff readily agreed, and made a run for it. About 5 minutes later, Mr. Big Bucks walks in the store and asks where Jeff was. I tell him Jeff had to answer nature's call really, really badly. Therefore, I was watching the store until he got back. I went behind the counter, pulled out Mr. Big Buck's weekly superhero addiction, and delivered the preview's invoice order form. Mr. Big Bucks checked the order, approved the invoice amount, and wrote out the check. I then slid it under the cash register. Now normally Mr. Big Bucks is in a hurry. He usually grabs his order and leaves, but today, while he was checking the inventory, Mr. Action walked in the door. Now, Mr. Action is not just a regular, but he's a respected dealer in comic books and collectibles. Mr. Big Bucks and Mr. Action struck up a conversation. I just leaned against the counter and continued to read the latest issue of The Amazing Spider-Man. A few pages later, a nasty scowl walked in the door, followed a second later by the face wearing it. It was a 40-ish something woman. A Karen, I later found out. Her hair pulled back in a tight pigtail, pink sweatshirt with pink across the chest. She was carrying a box that looked like it had been in a flood. She says, You, give me a thousand dollars. Now, she said this as she heaved the box onto the counter. And I said, Uh, excuse me? Flinching back from the stench of mold coming from the box. She says, Give me a thousand dollars. I told her, um, why? You buy comics. These are comics, so give me money. Now, I'm more than a little thrown off by the demand for money, and the attitude, so I stuttered out a response. I told her, first, I don't work here, and second, this shop is not a dealer in old comics. Miss Nasty Scowl cuts me off and says, I know very well you work here. My boyfriend told me that the fat guy who works behind the counter would give me money for these comics. He also told me to not let you cheat me, and I want that thousand bucks now. I then looked down at my belly. If Gabriel Iglesias was around back then, he would say that I was just shy of being fluffy. I told her, look lady, I don't work here. I'm just watching the shop while the regular guy who runs the store is out on an errand. He'll be back soon, but even still, he doesn't buy old comics. Now, Karen actually growls at me and she says, even if there's another fat guy who normally runs the place, you are here now. You're behind the counter now. So you will give me my money now. Mr. Action did try to say something, but he was cut off by Miss Nasty Scowl screaming, You! Shut up! I wasn't talking to your old ugly ass. Well, now I've been told that I do have the patience of a saint, but I do have my limits. I looked at the visibly irritated Mr. Big Bucks, and now a steaming mad Mr. Action. Suddenly, I had a thought. The thought that bumped into a few others, and within a few seconds, had a funny idea. So turning back to Karen, I said in a calm voice, You're right, miss. I apologize. You see, we get people coming in here trying to sell fake old comics, so we have to be careful, you understand? She then says, whatever, just give me my money. I tell her, let me take a look at what I'm sure is a fine collection. I said that with my best, shoveling a deep smile. When I opened the cardboard box's top, I nearly gagged at the smell of mold. Inside was indeed comics. Comics that looked like they must have been stored in a cellar that flooded. They were covered in mold, sticking together and just in completely rotten shape. After flipping through a few that were not stuck together, I let out a loud gasp of shock and said, Oh my god. Mr. Action, come here quick, look what she has. Mr. Action responds, Um, yeah, I'm fine over here, I think. While pinching his nose. I tell him, no, no, look. 
I said that while turning my head and giving a wink and smirk at Mr. Action. Curious as to what I was up to, Mr. Action followed my prompt and came behind the counter. I said to Miss Karen, You are in luck today. This is Mr. Action, he's our local authority on comic book appraisals. So, from what I've glanced at, this collection of yours is worth way more than a measly thousand bucks. I'd say it's worth about $20,000 at least, right Mr. Action? Now, Mr. Action has known me for many years, and he was in fact one of my teachers in high school and had seen my sense of humor in action many times. He had no idea where I was going with this, but he knew it would go someplace ridiculously funny, for us at least. I then gasped and said, Good lord, these are Casper the Friendly Ghost comics. And these? These are Archie comics. Giving Miss Nasty Scowl the most eager expression, I then said, Do you have any idea how rare these comics are? She then looked at me and said, No, are they worth more than a thousand dollars? I told her way more. In fact, Mr. Big Bucks, didn't you once buy an Archie comic collection at an auction? And what did you pay? About ten or twelve thousand dollars? I then continued on and said, I'm so sorry miss, but we're just a small town collector shop. We simply do not have the budget to purchase this expensive collection. You need to take these to one of the big stores in the city. Hey, Mr. Action, what's the name of that dealer you're always complaining about? You know, the guy who said he stole clients from you? Sure enough, a nasty smile crossed his face and he says, Mr. Burns, let me write down his address for you, my dear. Now, with the address in hand and a greedy smile plastered on her face, Miss Nasty Scowl carried her box of moldy comics out of the store. Mr. Big Bucks then asked me, confused, uh, what the hell was that all about? Mr. Action and I set about explaining the prank we just pulled on the woman and a crooked dealer who tried to screw over Mr. Action on many occasions. 20 minutes later, Jeff returns, and the three of us ensured that he was okay. When he asked if anything happened while he was gone, the three of us just shook our heads and said, Nope. The next week, I went to hang out with Jeff for a bit. Jeff looks at me for a second and says, So, a funny thing happened yesterday. A really pissed off woman came in here screaming about how our employee had lied to her. I thought she was talking about the owner, Mr. Albertson, at first, but then she said, He was another fat bastard like you. I told her I was the only employee. I then asked, So, what did she say then? Jeff replied, Nothing. She just screamed like a maniac, and she stormed out, leaving a box full of worthless old moldy comics. Oh, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that story as much as I did. The prank that OP pulled on Karen was absolutely brilliant. These comics are worth a fortune. There's no way you should accept less than a thousand bucks for this. Oh, that poor, poor woman. And shame on her boyfriend for telling her not to settle for getting lowballed on moldy comics. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash I don't work here, lady. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I hope you had a good chuckle today. If you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, a Karen abandons her seven-year-old to go on vacation, a two-week vacation, and then wants to sue OP for calling CPS. It's such a ridiculous story, so check it out if you haven't. And I'll see you guys in the next one. I love you. And Steve-O does too. Trust me, he does. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.